Welcome on into the two three podcast. I'm Cam. That is Zach. Episode four of season three, a big bounce back edition. Zach, that LSU game was huge for our resume. The ACC is better than the SEC. That's right. I'll be honest with you. I, I was pretty surprised by the uh, the outcome of the LSU game. I thought the LSU was going to give us a little bit more heat, but we shut them down pretty quickly. And I think all around, I mean, Red said it. That was the best performance that we've strung together all season, just from beginning to end. Absolutely. I mean, obviously the comeback against Colgate is kind of up there, but like you never want to be that far against the wall like that game. But that game was the performance of the year so far. And I don't know, like the losing LSU team kind of reminds of, like us from like a year ago, a position we could have been in like from a year ago. Yeah, a little bit. I I, th- I think that they kind of had that vibe. Yeah, I like I said, I just expected them to kind of have a little bit more firepower. I mean, they ended up shooting, what, 9% from three. And to me, when you face an SEC team, it, it just, it's got to be better than that. And they were, weren't they ranked to begin the year too? I'm not sure about that. I thought that they were, but either way, five and two is pretty damn nice. And listen, there's a lot that we need to work on, but dig deep down, Zach, in your heart. Is this better than you had expected it would be? Oh, yeah. I mean, like that game, the performance overall, fantastic. I mean, our two losses are against top 10 teams, top 11 technically, but top 10 teams, five and two. We're sitting very pretty. And that was a dominant dominant performance like I feel nothing but good obviously there's some things to work on like always but you can't be you can't you can't every every Q's fan is smiling right now there is good news too we don't have to shave our heads so that's pretty cool I was worried that we were going to go on a magical run and win Maui and eventually we'd have to shave our heads it'd be good content but like I can't afford to lose much hair to be completely honest with you, I'm wearing a hat right now. Like I, I can't afford it. Zach's flow is too nice. We can't do that right now. But I don't know if we win. If we win March Madness, will we shave our heads, Zach? If if we win, if we're champions this year, is it is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 lock it down, bro. It's uh, November 29th. If Cuse is the 2024 uh, champs, then these uh these locks are gone bro i'm gonna cry if that happens (laughs) we've talked about that before like if if cuse wins everything when they eventually do are you gonna cry bro i know i know you've told me before but like would you would you honestly cry i don't even know emotions would be like all over the place and it'd be wild i mean like obviously we were alive in 2003 but like unaware of what was going on in the world. Um, yeah. Unaware of the most important thing that happened in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it would be, it's going to be amazing uh, when that day happens. When? Hey man, the squad is, uh is pretty, they're a very charming group. I'll say that. And going into the year, we knew it was going to be, really hot and cold. There were going to be periods where we were going to be really great. And then there were going to be periods where we were really bad. So games like this against LSU, where 
you see how brightly this team can shine. I think that you need to focus on that a lot when it comes down the stretch. We got a really good team coming up in Virginia. I think that if we had lost against LSU after that kind of lackluster Maui Invitational, it'd be kind of a different story right now. It'd be kind of Hung's head head hanging low and it would be pretty dark, but I think that LSU game was was much larger than a big win. It was showing like what this team can actually do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I we're, we're really in a position where we're, we're brewing something up right now. Like, you know, we're coming off a great win. Obviously, we 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 you know blew the the roof off the stadium in Maui against Shamanade, but that was expected. But we translated it to that to this game, and we're we're Red's cooking something up pretty good for us, and I'm excited where uh, where, where it's going to take us. I don't want to necessarily go game by game, but I think that we do really need to focus on LSU it, for one player in particular. Judah balled out a career best 33 points. He had five rebounds as well. I would say, and I want to know if you would agree with me, that this was his most energetic performance ever that we've seen. I mean, I think so. I mean, obviously, we've seen him have some great games in the past. Obviously, this is a career high, but he was really in a different world. Like, this was literally like strap the team on his back and just go for 33 points. The man lived at the three-foot line. And he just really soared to like he, he honestly felt like the, like that the energy that like someone like MJ or like Kobe or LeBron or you know just like full will doing whatever you want and just leading your team t- to victory. That's what it felt like. Those are really big comparisons, man. MJ, LeBron. I mean, those maybe are not really seem, really big. Maybe cons- not seem level, but like in terms of just like sheer I'm going to win this game essentially <laughs> obviously Chris yeah. Bell had a great game as well we don't we'll get to him in a second but it just felt like he his performance was so big and just so like decisive there was just like I don't know I I, I was thinking that when I was watching the game so I was getting a haircut during the game and I got <laughs> I saw the yam the poster by Judah when I was in the barber chair getting my hair cut by my girlfriend's mother. And I tell you what, man, I was I was blown away. I had to like show replays to like everybody. I was so like in awe of what Judah just did to this poor man. I, I like I got out of the chair, man. I, I didn't I had to get out of the chair, had to get <laughs> out of the chair, get get my stop getting my hair cut. But Stuff like that is where Judah really excels. He's He can bring the energy in a very positive, but also sometimes negative way. And I think that this this year in particular was is, is really kind of like showing how he can channel his, his energy. We've seen it in kind of a negative way sort of impact the team, but he basically stops at halftime, comes out, second half Judah is always fantastic, but... This this in particular was just on another level. Yeah, full 40 minutes, and he really elevated himself to just a different echelon last night. And he he really just I don't even know I can't I, I don't even I can't find the words to describe the performance he had. And he he was he was he was pretty humble about it too, pretty casual. Like he wasn't too 
like about himself about it, but the man had a game and that's an understatement. I do think that his draft stock is soaring right now. And if he obviously keeps this up, he's going to find himself in the league pretty soon. He's playing like he is a, a future NBA pick first round for sure. I'm not necessarily sure about lottery pick yet, but uh, obviously the success of his team has a lot to do where his, his draft stock is going to be. So I think if we're trying to find a leader, it's got to be Judah, right? It's got to be Judah right now. I'm not really sure if he's the best contender, but he is the guy that everybody's going to be looking at because this is his team. Like you said, he played last night like it was his team. I'm going to win this game. And we need that from a leader. We need somebody that's going to step up in those big situations and be able to kind of take over on the floor. And, and what better person than, than Judah? Yeah, I mean, he was certainly a leader last night. I have a question, though. The man, like I already said, lived at the free throw line. Just like looking forward, how do you think, obviously, game to game, sometimes he gets the calls, sometimes he doesn't. Obviously, he has been pretty consistent getting the line, but do you think he's going to be able to keep that up? Obviously, it's, you know, ref to ref, game to game, situation to situation, but he's done a pretty good job so far. But I feel like, I don't know, there was times last night watching the game where, like, the commentators thought it was ridiculous. It almost felt ridiculous the amount of times he was at the line. I mean, we saw JG3 go to the line a ton. We saw him be able to knock down his free throws. I would say it's not it's not going to keep up. People are going to be looking at film. They're going to say, okay, we need to shut down Judah if we have any shot of winning this. Don't let him get hot at all. And I think that teams are probably going to lock in on him. I think... You know what would be a really great uh, predictor of this? This Virginia game. Virginia does a fantastic job of honing in where our strengths are and stopping those strengths. Obviously, Virginia's had our number for years, basically ever since we came to the ACC. So I would say really pinpoint how Virginia takes on Judah. And then from there, we'll be able to kind of see how teams are basically reacting to his his huge performances. If they can't stop him after a 33-point performance and they don't hone in on him, then good luck to the rest of the league. I don't really think that they're going to be honing in on him at all. No, that's really great. That's a great point. T- Tony Bennett and that defense, they're going to plant the blueprint for the rest of the league and to, to, to how to how to slow down Jude and Mintz. We'll see if it happens, but yeah, that's a really, really tough matchup coming up. We saw something from this Q's bunch too that hasn't really been talked about a lot. The defense was really good. Obviously limiting LSU to just 9% from three. We limited their best player to just three points. What did you see from the defense against LSU that you haven't necessarily seen from, from earlier this year? I just think they were super, super active. And just the energy and effort that they brought on the defensive end of the court was was unmatched. And I I really just think it comes down to the activity and keeping their hands, you know, just like what Malik Brown does time and time again. Like he's, he's the guy that I I look to on defense because he's always doing the right thing. He's always, you know, putting his hand in the cookie jar and usually comes away with it. So I think the the biggest thing was a super, super active on defense, hands up in passing lanes and just in the right spot at the right time. Do you think the switch from man-to-man to zone 
every other well he's not really doing every other play it's just kind of like once in a while he's switching it to a zone see if that works and they switching it to a man see if that works do you think it's uh confusing the offenses at all or do you think it's just kind of seeing what sticks at this point no, I think it's. I think it worked well, and there's times where like one possession it would be it would be two three, then it would go right back to man. Like sometimes it wasn't consecutive, and I think it kind of throws a little loop for the other team. And you know, there's we had I can't tell you the exact amount, but we had a few. I don't think there was any like official shot clock violations, but there was times where you know they were shooting the last second of the shot clock. So we had some really really good defensive outs, and it was it was great to see. Rebounding was insane in the second half. I think that was probably the best rebounding game, definitely, that we've seen all year. Unfortunately, I I think with Naheem not on the floor, rebounding definitely kind of suffers a little bit. But, you know, it, it is still a work in progress. But I think that even just seeing how well we out rebounded them is is something positive to at least take forward. Yeah, no, I mean, in the second half, we, de- we we did incredible. First half, especially with the second chance opportunities that we gave them, we were so lucky that LSU didn't score way more points and second chance points. They struggled too offensively. You know, obviously from the three-point line, they, they really struggled. And a lot of those second chance points or opportunities were from three points, which they just missed. So we got lucky with that the first half. You know, if LSU, you know, we just made a few more threes, a few more shots, Things might have been a little different, but obviously, you know, credit to our Dean, credit to some luck that things didn't go their way. But yeah, I really do think rebounding is still a work in progress. Obviously, we're show that we showed that we we're capable. I think this is the first game where it was really like we kind of had a bad first half, and then we showed that we're like we're truly, truly capable of getting boards and and winning, winning ultimately. I do think too. Um one thing that we've really done very, very well over the past two games, the ball movement at, against Chaminade compared to the other two teams, it's a weaker opponent, but the, the ball movement was was sensational. The amount of open threes that we had was night and day compared to what we had against Gonzaga and Tennessee. I think that we took that forward as well against LSU. The ball movement was was crazy. I don't know if that's necessarily something that they've been practicing on, but it was, I think that Chaminade game was like, we needed that really, really badly. We needed something to just kind of get back to the fundamentals and and get back to honestly beating the crap out of a lesser opponent. No offense to Chaminade, but that's really what it was. Respectfully. We needed, yeah, respectfully, we needed somebody to like, to, you know, basically work on a punching bag on. But the the ball movement was was absolutely insane. And... I think if you're going to have any success against ACC opponents, especially against Virginia, we need to keep that up too. Yeah, I think that's how they want to play. This is what they strive. They like to get up and down. They like to move the ball around. They, and when they're playing well and the ball's getting into the, into the hoop, they play that way. I guess I hate to lead this into a negative, but when things aren't going their way, when the ball is not going into the basket – they look a little lost and the ball movement is a little stagnant and it kind of turns into, you know, hero ball, ISO. And that's, and there was a stretch like that in the first half and we've seen it other times throughout the year so far. And that's the part of the offense that's concerning. Obviously when things are going well, it's as contagious 
and everyone's just feeling good and the ball's moving, people are making shots, people are making great drives, people are making three-point shots, and everything's great and dandy in the world when things are going well and really, really well against LSU. But I do worry what happens when things are struggling and it doesn't feel like we have like a go-to person or play to really like get us out of the rut. There was like a point in the first half where we were scoreless for like six minutes and that was with Jared yeah. on the court. And it's just like, it just, I just wish there was like a go-to play that felt like it got everyone involved. It wasn't just like, Oh, Judah did his thing and somehow got to the rim and now he's at the free throw line. You know, like I wish we had something like that to go to. Yeah. When the other team has momentum, we don't have a momentum killer. We don't have somebody that we can turn to and say, okay, Jesse, go ahead and do your thing. I I think that sort of leads me to a question that I really wanted to ask you, which is we've been asking this the entire year. If shots aren't falling, what is our offense? And that's where Naheem should come into play. That's where Benny should come into play. And we just haven't seen that from, from anybody so far. Yeah. I mean, we, we tried to feed Naheem early on in the game, which I liked. I think it kind of worked kind of like it was a different option, different look. It kind of, I think surprised LSU because it's like, Oh, Naheem's coming at us at the rim, like first play of the game practically. Uh, I, I like to see it, but Obviously, he didn't really convert too much. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like, you would like to see something like that where it's like a set piece. It's a good, it's a good, consistent bread and butter play that you at least try that you try to execute. Just, just there's too many times when we're not, when we're on a six minute, you know, scoring drought. And it just feels like a a new guy steps in to try to drive to the hoop or a new guy kind of shoots an unwarranted shot or unwarranted three. And obviously we're not, we don't know what the game plan is. Maybe these things aren't going the way we would hope they would, but it just feels like watching that there's just not like a set piece. Do you think that we still have a Naheem problem? I mean, I thought what we got from Naheem, I think, honestly, I think how Red is is handling Naheem, he's doing a good job. I think he had some good minutes early for us against LSU, some huge blocks. You know, he, he, I don't know. I thought he he used him well, and obviously, you don't want Malik to not be on the floor because of how great of a asset he is to our team. So it's kind of like a double edged sword. And surprisingly enough, Will Baker, the best player we already mentioned, but you know he's a seven foot guy that we limited the three points. He came to that game averaging sixteen. So maybe we got lucky, whatever you want to say, but somehow we're able to stop this giant. So. Obviously, other guys different. I don't really know his play style well enough. He's if he's super aggressive or whatever. So I don't know if a, you know more aggressive center will just destroy us. But we were able to stop him. Well, that's the thing too is if Naheem isn't out on the floor, we're running pretty small. Basically, Malik is taking over the five. I don't know where Moo has been. He just has played in what two games the whole year, and. Malik has been holding his own, but I worry for for how long he's going to do that. He's a fantastic player. He knows the fundamentals in and out, and he's great at defense. But I worry when we go up against bigger, more aggressive competition that he's just not going to necessarily be able to hold his own at the five. Yeah, it's a concern, and we'll see how far this can take us. I mean, I do think Naheem can offer some some valuable stuff to us 
And it, it's like, it's the like same conversation we've already had. And it, it's, it's unfortunate that we're not able to get him more time because we need to develop him more and he, he needs more, more, more burn out there to get better. But you know, it, things are working. Red's moving the pieces to, to win games and, and, and it's working right now. So hopefully down the stretch here and he'll progress throughout the year with, with these minutes, but you would like to see him like feel like a real true center presence. But it's like the second half, like did we even see Naheem at all? Like, I don't even know if he came in. I don't think so. Maybe like started no, the second I, I, half. I don't know. I, I, he, I'm pretty he, sure he started the second half, but I don't think that he really played much to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really think that, he did. Also, JJ did not have that great of a game. I, I do want to ask, like, are are you concerned about that? We saw in in Maui that he was, he was pretty good. You know, he had his moments, but he hasn't necessarily had the as big of an impact as he's had against Colgate and Canisius. Obviously, those are weaker opponents, but I want to see him take over a little bit more of a role. And I don't think that we've necessarily seen that in the past couple of games. Yeah, usually he gets his his like ten ish. This game, you know, he 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 dropped to three points, so that's a little concerning. And his his jump shot is looking a little off and, and not the prettiest. A lot of his shots just weren't didn't look that great, unfortunately against LSU. I'm not too concerned. I think he, I think he'll find himself and bounce back. I mean, I'm not like I'm not pushing a panic button. And he he's still steady. On, you know, still got. He still rebounded, still got a few assists, and he was still a contributor. You know, he's still 31 minutes, so like he was still like contributing to the team. But it is a bit of concern that he w- he wasn't able to produce more. Well, in the beginning of the year, too, people really touted him. He had a really strong preseason. He had a strong first two games, and you thought, okay, well, he's going to be the guy that we're going to turn to if Judah hasn't, you know, hasn't gotten it. We haven't necessarily seen Judah have a, a terrible game yet where JJ has really needed to kind of come in. There's been stretches where Judah's out, JJ steps up, you know, he, he does his thing. But other than that, I mean, what do you see is his role on this team? I'm not saying that he doesn't have a place because he 1000% does, but I just don't know what his his role is right now. I mean, I just think he's, I think he's, he's solid on defense and he's just like a solid overall player. Obviously, we need way more from him moving forward on offense. But everywhere else, he's arguably about where you want him. I mean, maybe a few more boards, maybe a little more solid on, you know. So I feel like a lot of the times guys get caught up in the webs on screens. You know, like they literally, like sometimes I feel like, obviously screens are hard to get around, but sometimes I feel like, some of the guys can get caught up a little too easily, it feels like. Yeah. But, I mean, in general, I feel like I, – I still do feel like JJ's been pretty solid and not a huge concern at this time. The last person that uh, we need to highlight has been highlighted all year long from the start. And now we're, what, seven games in, and he he's still getting highlighted, and it's Benny. And – it seems like he really hasn't gotten going yet. We still need more from him. Do you think that we can really get much more from him? I I I saw in the presser that Red wasn't necessarily that concerned with it. He seemed like you know he's just kind of doing his thing, and Benny will show up when he shows up. But 
from a fan's perspective, were you expecting a little bit more? I mean, it kind of just reminds me of his freshman year a little bit where obviously he he was coming off from the bench and he just, you know, you saw some flashes, some, some of good things, just like we've seen throughout his entire career. But it just doesn't feel like the presence that we felt last year when he was starting, especially when he's playing well, you know, throughout the year, especially towards the end. And it just kind of feels like he's a little bit be a step or two behind everybody else. And it, it kind of feels like he missed the bus a little bit. I do think he can bounce back from it, but especially the way, you know, Chris is playing, you know, JT's been playing pretty well too. It's it's going to be tough for him to, to, to earn that starting role back. We'll see how the season progresses, but it, it's we definitely need more from him moving forward, especially because we know the, what he's capable of. I think we need more from him from a performance point of view, but also we need more from him from a leader point of view. The man's a captain, and... I don't know about you, but I haven't necessarily seen the captain qualities come out during games. Practices, we have no idea. Nico could be a leader during practices. We have no idea. But I think from a from a game perspective, when the going gets rough, we got to see a little bit more from Benny. He's a, a quiet guy when he's on the bench, but... I'm just not seeing it right now, and I'm not really seeing that that leadership coming out. Yeah, no, he's got to step up. Someone who did show some great leadership is, of course, our guy Q. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a moment where Chris Bell got tangled up with an LSU player, and he got a little heated. But Cartier came in, stepped in between them, like told the ref, I got this, you don't, worry, you don't need to come in here. Yeah, And he really calmed things down, and he was there for his guy. It was really cool to see. We've been talking about who that side guy is going to be. Do you think that we can basically just pin that on, on Q now? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, unfortunately, you know, he he didn't have like the greatest stat line, but I do think the way he impacts the game is, is much bigger than what the stat line's saying. And he's just such a versatile guy. And just the energy he brings on the court, everyone knows he's just like this little energizer bunny that just erupts <laughs> the second he, he touches the floor. He's a, he's a, he's a fan favorite for sure, and you know, I, he he's he's six man contender for the year for sure. I would say so. Yeah, I think that he's got that that side quality to him where he just kind of comes off the bench and he can run the floor if he really needs to. And you know, he he's got that uh, every time that he actually you know he he gets a shot up or he he's making something, man, the crowd erupts. And you know that dime he had behind the back. Yeah, that was nice. That was very nice. He's got those flashy plays, and he's just a he's a flashy guy, and I think every team needs that. Every team needs that that guy that has a little bit of finesse to him, and I would say he's that guy for sure. I, I think that he's the locker room favorite, and um, it's nice to see the locker room favorite also be the fan favorite as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Q is... I think a fan favorite by many and for the right reason. So looking forward to this Virginia matchup, there is a lot that we need to work on and a lot that uh, could go down. Obviously we got a little bit of momentum going into this matchup. Virginia has had our number for, for several years. I think that this is a really generic question, but I think it's fair to ask what of everything that we have talked about, what is the number one thing that that Red uh, is preaching in that locker room to these guys? 
I mean, I, there was a clip they posted on social media in the first thing. I mean, I don't know if this is the first thing he said from after in the locker room, but the first thing in the clip is he, he said 57 points, which is how much yep. LSU scored. So he really, he was really celebrating the defensive effort that those guys had. And I think that's the right way to look at it. Really celebrating the energy they had, the defensive effort. And if they're able to play good defense, good things will come from that. And I think if they keep it up, we'll be looking good. Virginia just took down uh, number 14, Texas A&M. So they're even coming into this with a little bit of momentum. They beat West Virginia even before that. So it's going to be a rough contest, but they're coming in five and one. I, I think that if there's any team that can solve Virginia, it could be these guys. It could be the team that comes in with a whole bunch of momentum. Why do you think it is that Virginia has had our number for so long? Do you think it's just their defensive approach or do you think it's just Virginia being Virginia? I mean, yeah, it's kind of a cop-out answer, but it's Virginia being Virginia. It's Tony Bennett being the mastermind that he is. They're just like a, they're a great program. And we always have good things to say about Virginia and Tony Bennett. They're a fantastic program and, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't feel. Obviously, they've had our number. They've really, you know, destroyed us in years, and it, it's hurt the soul. But I much rather lose to them than other people in the league. That's for sure. Oh, 100 percent. I think, you know, when Virginia won the championship a couple of years ago, I mean, you and I were were definitely supportive of of that group. Like you said, of all of the. I think I asked you this before. Of all of the ACC teams, if we weren't Cuse fans. I think both of us would probably be Virginia fans just because Tony Bennett is a, is a solid guy and they just, they're never too flashy. They're just always a solid bunch of, of, you know, athletes that come together and they're, they're always just really, really good. Yeah, no, they're, they're great. And it's going to be a tough, tough game. I don't know the last time we, we, we got one against Virginia. It seems like they, they've had our number. It's probably been at least three-ish plus maybe more years it feels like it's got to be I would assume so because it feels like it's it's been forever since we've had an episode that has said oh Syracuse has won against Virginia actually I don't know if since the podcast has started if we've been able to say that have we I think Benny Buddy Bayheim had a really good game at some point I can't three years ago maybe I don't know we don't have to look back at it yeah, well, if we do get the dub, we will need to have an emergency like day of podcast because I'll be I'll be hyped. I know Zach will be hyped. That game taking place on Saturday at noon. Zach, who is the number one guy that you're looking to against Virginia on this Q squad? Hmm. Let me ponder that for a second here. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stand behind our guy JJ. I want to see JJ bounce back. You know, nothing crazy, but I'd love to see him just find find his places, have a really really good, feel good about himself, and just have a great game. I think Judah is gonna be the difference maker. I think that he's going to be the guy to come in, and if anybody's gonna be able to solve him, it's gonna be Judah because you can't stop momentum. You can't stop a runaway train. And Judah, right now, is a runaway train. Would you agree? Watch out. You hear that? (laughs) 
All right, well, that game taking place on Saturday. Next time you'll hear from us will be after the Virginia win. And until then, we will talk to you soon. Let's go, Cuse.